Thanks for listening to Against the Mat Wrestling Podcast. We upload new episodes every Monday and Friday. Be sure to listen to Uncaged Voice on Twitch or YouTube and listen to the Red Pill Current News Podcast on all major audio platforms every Wednesday and Saturday for current news and special interviews. Here are your hosts, Donny Cage and the Kentucky Guy. Welcome to Against the Mat Wrestling Podcast. I'm one of your co-hosts, the Kentucky Guy. And I am Donnie Cage. Donnie Cage in the house. How's it going, brother? Hey, yo. It's going great. <laughs> How you doing, yo? Hey, uh, so if this is your first time listening, uh, we do um, make sure you hit that follow or subscribe button. No matter which platform you're listening to us on, we're on 73 different audio platforms. Including, but not only, Spotify, Apple iTunes, Amazon Music, Pandora, iHeartRadio, and the list goes on. Also, hit that notification button, because every time we upload a new episode, you will be informed. And I have to admit, this, uh, this podcast is growing by leaps and bounds uh, the last few weeks. So, definitely appreciate all the new listeners. I think it's great. And let's uh, let's get, keep on hitting our goals. So thank you guys so much for listening to the show. Also, Mr. Cage has a podcast that he co-hosts. Go ahead and tell him about Uncaged Voice, sir. Yes, sir. We've been on uh, a little bit of an extended hiatus, but you can check out our official YouTube channel for previous episodes. That's the Uncaged Voice podcast, co-hosted by myself, Jigsaw Jester, and Top Tier Rated. We talk about gaming, entertainment news, movies, all sorts of fun topics. And also, just a little friendly reminder, if you ever want to be a guest on this show, you can email us at olkentucky99yahoo at, at yahoo.com. That's olkentucky99 at yahoo.com. Yep, yep. Also, if you're into current events, politics, news around the world, especially with the presidential election coming up, I do host the Red Pill Current News Podcast. Also, we have some interesting guests from time to time. Uh, we do drop a couple episodes there a week, kind of like Mr. Cage just mentioned uh, that they've been on a hiatus. I have actually slowed down on that. We do still, we are still going to get back in the groove of dropping two episodes a week. The only reason why I'll go ahead and tell you guys if you listen to, because I know some of you listen to both shows. The only reason why I've slowed down on that show uh, is because with the presidential elections coming up, there's going to be so much. I'm probably going to end up doing three or four episodes a week, like I did last time. So I wanted to kind of catch my breath now and prepare for it. <laughs> uh, but also, if you guys want to check out our merchandise, our uh, social media, all the links to that is in our description below. Uh, Mr. Cage already gave you our email address, so be sure to hit us up if you want to be a guest on the show or if you have any questions for him or myself. 
All right, so let's get into, before we do our SummerSlam predictions, we have a ton. And by the way, sorry for the confusion last week, guys. I know this is a, I'm not just going to gloss over it. <laughs> no, we did not put out an episode last week. And that's mainly my fault. Life happens. Things have been going on. Just could not get together. And, uh, you know, hey, when we could get together, yeah, I got the stomach virus. So <laughs> what are you going to do? Anyways, we're back now and we're ready to rock. So let's get into raw results from last week. Uh-huh. Last week. So finally, Becky Lynch gets a victory over Zoe Stark. And uh, a clean victory, I might add. And now you would think that Becky Lynch is going to get her hands on Trish Stratus and end this god-awful feud at SummerSlam. Well, that's not the case. Because last night on Raw, Becky Lynch actually defeated Trish Stratus in a one-on-one -on -one via disqualification after, of course, Zoe Stark interfered in the match. However, later, Adam Pearce confirmed that there would be a match where Zoe Stark would be banned from ringside. It would be rebooked, but for not at SummerSlam, but for two weeks later. Uh, hello? Why isn't this happening at SummerSlam and we're getting past this god-awful feud? I, I don't understand that at all uh your thoughts sir uh you know kentucky guy i really thought that th we were going to see the blow-off match uh the payoff i should say with becky lynch finally getting her win back against trish stratus at SummerSlam. but no let's just cut becky lynch the man right off of the SummerSlam card you know what why don't we just cut Seth Rollins off the card while we're at it well who who needs the world heavyweight championship to be defended Let's just have that defended on Raw two weeks after SummerSlam. This was a... I, the stupidity amazes me in this booking decision. Yeah, I, I don't... I don't... Uh, I don't I don't get it. Uh, we had uh, Tommaso Ciampa uh, face Bronson Reed. Uh, Bronson Reed was your winner. There was some shenanigans played out by Shinzei Nakamura. <coughs> Those two did face last night on Raw. Uh, Shinsei and, and Shinsei Nakamura actually defeated Tommaso Ciampa. He defeated him by grabbing onto his shorts and a roll-up pin. I don't know. I still don't understand the feud here because not that long ago, it was Bronson Reed versus Shinsei Nakamura and the third guy was Ricochet. And now, yeah... Uh, Chomp was in there, so I don't know. Uh, your thoughts on those two matches, sir? Yeah, I mean, I mean they were okay. I mean, I like all these guys individually, but I don't, I, I don't get this feud. Like, what's the long-term goal here? Who are we putting over? Who are we pushing? I, I, I mean, I don't know. I mean, I, I would argue all three guys deserve to be pushed, but not in the way it's happening right now. Yeah. Also, last week Logan Paul and Ricochet was both on Raw. 
and they had a confrontation. They actually had a confrontation last night. It turned into kind of a brawl. Uh, the week prior, Ricochet got the better of Logan Paul last night. Logan Paul actually got the better of Ricochet with his uh, one-punch knockout. They did agree. They are having a match at SummerSlam. And uh, I don't know. I, I, I'm not really looking for... Here's the thing. I think this match is going to tick me off. If the Ricochet puts this punk over, and WWE makes him put this punk over, this match is going to tick me off. <laughs> so, I'm not really looking forward to watching it, to be honest with you. But uh, your thoughts on those two segments? Well, I mean, at least we have an official match now. Um, and I just, you know, I don't know. I, I feel like, even though we already know he's going to face Logan Paul at SummerSlam, you should be putting Ricochet in a match on Raw. And then if you want to have a little pull-apart brawl between the two of them after the match, then that's fine. I'll talk about that a little bit later when when we talk about another match that they're setting up for SummerSlam. But it's like this whole thing where week after week we've got to have promo where they go back and forth. Brawl where they go back and forth. Wash, rinse, repeat the next week. It just gets old after a while. So... Brock Lesnar, destroying Cody Rhodes. But, but I, I, I was literally just going to say that. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's just, just, just get us to the match. Don't You don't have to keep doing promo after promo and brawl after brawl every week. And you can't bring Brock Lesnar and have him destroy Cody Rhodes every single time he's in the building and then lose the match at SummerSlam. And I'm afraid that's what creative's thinking, but that doesn't make a bit of sense. In my mind, whatsoever. That's not logical. It's not. Damian Priest went on to defeat Apollo Crews last week on Raw. Uh, Apollo Crews never won't really understand why this guy can't get over. I guess maybe his personality. Because he's got the looks. He's got the talent. He's athletic. Cause I don't know what. But, yeah, he just can't get over with the crowd. And uh, his win and loss record is still pathetic. So... Yeah, and then we also had uh, Kaiser uh, from Imperium face Drew McIntyre. Drew McIntyre uh, won that match. It was also agreed uh, last week that the ring general will face Drew McIntyre for the Intercontinental title at SummerSlam. But, uh, yeah, the ring general was kind of uh, kind of upset with his Imperial colleague. And uh, kind of let Kaiser know about it before his match last night against Matt Riddle. And he pushed Kaiser quite a bit. And I tell you, he actually brought the best out in Kaiser. That was the best match I think I've seen Kaiser wrestle in a while. And he can go. And he actually defeated Matt Riddle. So, of course, everybody beats Matt Riddle these days. But, yeah, he can. Kaiser can go. I think he might be better off as a singles competitor. Uh, your thoughts on those? segment well once again glad to see damian priest getting a win on tv this is exactly how you have to book your money in the bank title winner so many money in the bank uh, holders in the past would lose match after match and then would have their miraculous cash in where they'd win a title belt but damian priest is actually picking up wins on television so i'm happy to see that apollo cruz this is a guy who in my opinion would be much better utilized in another company, whether it's Ring of Honor, Impact, New Japan, 
put him in a company where they're going to focus more on his uh, in-ring talent. Because, again, it's it's about personality in WWE also, um, Kentucky guy. And Paul Cruz hasn't always had the greatest personality. Um, and then, uh, yeah, Ludwig Kaiser uh, came in there and looked really strong against Riddle, which, uh, I mean, again, I never doubted his wrestling ability, but this is the strongest he's been booked in a while. And... You know, there was there were some rumors a while back about Imperium that they might be getting an additional member at some point, and I'd love to see it. Um, I think we had suggest there was a suggestion online that may- maybe it could be Ilya Dragunov, and I think considering his history with Gunther, he'd be a great addition to Imperium. He is. Uh, he he's starting to become one of my favorite wrestlers on NXT. He really is. He sh- he should have won that match on Saturday, uh, Sunday. And we'll, we'll, we've got the results for uh, American Bash as well. We'll go over uh, quickly, but uh, he should have won that match. Anyways, uh, let's see. Oh, and then we had the main event. And right now, I got to say, this guy right now, right now may, may be starting to become my favorite champion on the WWE brand. And that is Domino, Dominique Mysterio. Defended his title against Sami Zayn and won. He beat Sami Zayn. He beat him. He won. Last night, Kevin Owens, by the way, received a real injury. A real, a real injury. And uh, so he's out. He's out for a little bit. So Sami Zayn teamed up with Seth Rollins, and they defeated. Damian Priest and Dominic Mysterio last night. But, still in the history books, Dominic Mysterio pinned Sami Zayn and retained the North American title. Love it. Your thoughts? Well, congratulations to Dominic Mysterio on having a little notch on his belt. I, I hope the kid's happy with himself. I hope, or I hope Prison Dom's happy with himself. Anyway... Two true champions put on put on a clinic in the main event of Raw. Seth Rollins and Sami Zayn. Happy to see those guys pick up a win over Judgment Day and Dominic Mysterio. Damian Priest, as I've said before, I'm totally fine with him. Um, but yeah, good to see this. Uh, good to see Sami and uh, Seth pick up the win here. Yep, yep, yep. And then let's see. We've got a few matches left on Raw this week. Uh, Maxine Dupree. Once again, defeated uh, Valhalla via pinfall. Uh, and also, staying right there with those guys, Gunther said that Chad Gable could not last five minutes with them in a match with them. Now, Gunther, I don't know if you're not aware of this, but when you put a stipulation like that, you kind of can't do your normal match pace. <laughs> That's exactly what he did. So... Needless to say, Gable did last the five minutes. However, the ring general demanded more time. And, of course, they, they demand, his demands were met. And he finished off Gable with a powerbomb. Duh. We've seen that coming. And then the last thing was, oh, yeah, uh, Ronda Rousey and uh, Shayna Baszler, a video package, kind of hyping their matchup. For SummerSlam, and now their match is an MMA rules match. Interesting MMA rules match, so that should be 
to be one to look forward to. I'm kind of, I kind of, I kind of want to see this match now after learning more about their backstory. So, could be interesting. Uh, your thoughts on the rest of last night's Raw, sir? Well, I like the video package between Shayna Baszler and Ronda Rousey. The MMA match could go one of two ways. It could be really great. They could have the crowd eating out of the palm of their hand, or the crowd could just crap all over it, <laughs> because we've seen both in WWE history. Um, obviously, both of them come from MMA, so I understand that connection. You know, Kentucky guy, they really missed a golden opportunity here with these two. They could have had the first ever female fight pit if they wanted to. And that could have been really good. Yeah. Um, but I digress. <laughs> I mean, that would have, that would have been worth that would have been worth watching, honestly. Um, the the uh, you know Maxine Dupree. I have to admit, she's been surprising me with her in ring ability. I know that she's still new. She's still green. She's still learning. But the little bit that she's been doing in the ring, she's been looking. Pretty solid, so I, I got to give her a lot of credit there for progressing. I mean, I would have to assume that hanging around somebody like Chad Gable, she's been able to pick his brain behind the scenes, and he's been, you know, showing her how to do some of these wrestling moves. Um, and then as far as Chad Gable and Gunther's segment, I thought the five-minute segment was great, and I thought Gunther demanding more time and immediately pouncing on Chad Gable and hitting him with the power bomb was classic ring general work. Obviously, I want to see these two tangle again in the future in a real match. Um, I think it'll be a great contest. But uh, but yeah, I mean, I, I mean, I like the segment overall. Yeah, I thought it was good. And let's see, let's move on to some dynamite results. AEW dynamite. Blackpool Combat Club, John Moxley and Claudio uh, faced the Lucha Brothers versus uh, versus best friends Chuck Taylor and Trent Beretta. And your winner, the Lucha Brothers. Once again, these type of matches I'm not a fan of. They're hard to keep track of, and it's hard to get, get in there and get behind. The right team won, I think. Kind of sick of the Blackpool Combat Club now. Change your name. William Regal is gone. Come on. But anyways, uh, yeah, the Lucha Brothers won. I'm glad to see those guys back on top since they did lose their titles here just a little bit ago. Speaking of titles, <coughs> the AEW International Championship was on the line. Current champion Orange Cassidy faced AR Fox. This was a match that Darby Allen. Uh, requested from Orange Cassidy because A.R. Fox gave him a place to live when he was homeless. Orange Cassidy retained the belt. Duh, of course he did. Uh, but after the max, as a shine of respect, Cassidy handed Fox his sunglasses. And Fox actually broke them and blasted <laughs> uh, Orange Cassidy from behind. Darby Allen came out, confronted his friend, demanded to know what was he thinking before sending him to the back. And he didn't really get an answer at that time. And we'll get, there's more on that, but we'll we'll go ahead and uh, get your thoughts on those two first matches. I, I'm really at the point now, Kentucky guy, where I don't have much to say about an Orange Cassidy match. 
when he eventually drops the international championship, then I'll have something to say about it. Um, you and I have the same feelings about his title reign. Uh, yeah, the, the tag team match, a lot going on. Um, a little hard to follow at times. But it's cool to see the Lucha Brothers on TV picking up a win. Let's not forget they are former AEW Tag Team Champions. And Trios Champions. Yep, yep. Then we had Darby Allen face Swerve Strickland. <laughs> you know, this was a good match. Swerve Strickland has, uh, to me, he's improving, every, he's improving every single week. His character, his uh, faction, I like it. I- I'm here for it. However, during this match, we've seen A.R. Fox rejoin, come back out, and he actually attacked uh, Darby Allen, shoving him into the ring post, and actually set up Strickland's win. Then we find out <laughs> that A.R. Fox has joined Strickland and Prince Nana in the embassy, or Mongo embassy. Yeah, that's going to do wonders for his career, not. Who is this Prince Nana guy? And he doesn't even wrestle. Well, well, I mean, what is he? What is he? Jungle Boy's out there talking tough, putting down other promotions. And Jerry Lynn, old-timer Jerry Lynn, had had enough of the new Jack Perry's attitude. Interrupted. His in-ring promo. And those two will have a match next Wednesday. This Wednesday on Dynamite. (laughs) Uh, It didn't go over particularly well with the uh, FTW champion. Talking back to his elders. And then the match announced for next week. This should be interesting. They didn't come to blows though. And that's what I was waiting to see. I didn't realize that was Jerry Lynn. Until they actually said who it was. Because... Without long hair, he looks completely different. Completely. But, uh, yeah, your thoughts on those two segments? I don't know if it's just me, Kentucky guy. I'm not I'm not really digging the new Jungle Boy. I don't know. I miss the theme music. I, li- I liked him better as a baby face. He, you know, he, he would have his fiery comebacks in the match. It was, you know, it's somebody to cheer for. What can I say? But that's just me. Uh, it is always good to see Jerry Lynn on TV. I do agree. He was hard to recognize without the long hair. Um, Swerve Strickland, yeah, he looked good against Darby Allen. And if you look good against Darby Darby Allen, that says a lot about you because he's a multiple-time TNT champion. Um, And Swerve's definitely shown a lot of growth. And and Kentucky guys, speaking of Prince Nana, do you not remember the original embassy from Ring of Honor? Prince Nana was was the manager of Jimmy Rave and Alex Shelley and all those guys. That was is that the Prince same guy? Donna in the old Ring of Honor. That's the same guy. The same guy. Does he? Did he have a different? He had a different name, though, right? No, it was always it was always Prince Nana. Wow, that's the same guy. Okay. Hmm. <laughs> okay. Okay. I remember the manager, but uh, okay, we'll talk more about it offline. All right. So yeah. So let's see. Then we had Pack. Face gravity, pretty easy victory there for Pac. Uh, Britt Baker versus Taya Valkyrie. And surprisingly, Britt Baker won. So Taya just came to AEW to lose. Not get any titles, which she was getting all over the place in Impact and New Japan. 
and they're basically going to treat her like NXT did. I mean, I can see it right now. So, yeah. Uh, your thoughts on those two matches? Well, I'm going to tell you, do you know why Pac beat uh, Gravity in this match? It's very simple. Because Pac is the man that Gravity forgot. Oh, shut up. <laughs> <laughs> um, the, uh, the women's match, um, you know, I, again, I can't get upset with AEW for having Britt Baker win a match. I can't be upset about that. She's, she's DMD. She's the role model. But the fact that she had to beat Taya Valkyrie, who's one of the best female wrestlers in the world, and would still be on top of the mountain if she was in Impact or MLW or any of those companies. But for some reason, AEW just has her basically being glorified enhancement talent right now. Yeah, I, I can't explain it. Have you noticed those signs popping up about how bad the women's division is in AEW? Have you seen those? In the crowd? Yeah. They, mu they must have just flown over my head. What did they, uh, I mean, what did they say? Fix your women's division and things like that. You haven't noticed that? That's been the talk for the last two weeks. Ooh. Yeah. Oh, wait. Yes, I did. I did see that sign on the episode of Dynamite. I almost forgot. You reminded me. Yeah. So they got problems there. And it's everybody's like when, starting to see when it. WWE has a... It's almost like when WWE fans hold up, give Dana Brooke a chance. Yeah, let's ship her to NXT. There's her chance. <laughs> All right, so let's get into uh, SmackDown. Yeah, a little bit of SmackDown results. Ah! So we start off with Jay Uso in the middle of the squared circle. And before you can say a word, here comes the Tribal Chief. Tribal Chief comes out. And, you know, he makes a lot of attempts to get inside, Jay Uso said, telling me he never would have been main event Uso, or Jay, main event Jay. He wouldn't have been to WrestleMania main eventing if it wasn't for him. Blah, blah, blah. Uh, he would have never been the right-hand man. Uh, you know, and that was only because his brother was hurt. So Uso answered his cousin verbal mind games with his own. Reminding him that he pinned Reigns at Money in the Bank and will do so again. So I personally thought this was pretty great. The, pro the promo segment that saw the champion do what he's done so often over the course of this three-year run by trying to manipulate and gaslight like Jay, only to have his unfazed cousin kind of, sort of, turn the tables on him. So I thought that was kind of cool. I enjoyed that segment. Maybe a little too much because I cannot wait till Roman Reigns slaps this guy in the face and put brings him back down to his level. So, looking very forward to that match on Saturday. Uh, your thoughts on the opening segment of SmackDown? I, I mean, this is the best storyline in WWE right now. We've said it. It's been the best storyline for over a year now. Well, longer than that, really, because... Jey Uso and Roman Reigns go back over two years with their saga. Um, you know, I'm still I'm still curious to see what happens at SummerSlam. You know, maybe maybe WWE could could shock us. Who knows? But uh, this was a great segment and definitely built up. Um, you know, definitely built up more anticipation. 
We had the United States Championship Invitational, the finals, which was Rey Mysterio versus Santos Escobar. Uh, the winner, Santos Escobar, because the ref stopped the match, Rey Mysterio actually took a legitimate, a legitimate injury, uh, and he hit his head very hard, too, if you go back and watch it. And uh, you could tell that Santos was upset at the way the match ended, upset that his friend was hurt, and what have you. I don't think Santos Escobar is the guy to remove the, uh, the United States Championship belt from theory. It wasn't that long ago this guy was losing every match he was in in NXT, so I don't know. Uh, yeah, I don't quite. My understanding was he was supposed to win that match anyways. So, and I can understand Rey Mysterio wanting to pull, put over this guy that's on his faction that he likes and what have you, but yeah, he's, I don't think he's got a chance against Theory. I think Theory, if you go back and look a few episodes ago, Theory's beaten this guy on television before on SmackDown. Pretty sure I'm right about that. And then we had Carl Anderson. He went against Karrion Cross. And finally, they did the right thing. Karrion Cross won the match. He actually dominated this match, which was pretty interesting since Carl Anderson is no slouch in the ring whatsoever, whether he's on a tag team or singles competitor. I don't care where this guy's at, if he's in New Japan, if he's in AEW, Impact, this guy is no slouch in the ring. And Karrion Cross, maybe, maybe they're waking up and realizing, hey, you know, we got a beast here. We need to give him a push. Maybe they're they're going to start doing that. They need to. Uh, your thoughts on those two segments, sir? Well, uh, hopefully, Rey Mysterio didn't suffer a uh, any major type of head trauma with that uh, that spill he took on the outside. Um, I know they I know they basically stopped the match and awarded it to Santos Escobar. Um, you know, Santos. I don't see him beating Austin Theory. I would be really surprised if that were to happen. I'm sure it'll be a decent enough match, but I don't think he's going to be the one to beat Theory. Um, the, the other match, though, was probably the highlight of the week for me, Kentucky guy, because Karrion Cross. this is the way he should have been booked in matches since he came back to SmackDown. And for the most part, he hasn't been. In fact, he's lost more matches than he's won. So if this is the sign of things to come, then, then that's great. It's about time WWE has come to their senses. But we've been wrong before about how they're booking carry and cross. So it's one of those wait-and-see approaches. I'm going to use the next guy's catchphrase to carry on what you were just talking about. That catchphrase is, yeah, L.A. Knight took on Ashton the Adonis. And, of course, L.A. Knight won. Uh, phenomenal pop going to the ring. Uh, you know, the yeah thing is working now. The uh, let me talk to you. Uh, he's got it. He's got it. And I love how he doesn't hide behind what people are saying. He went straight after Kevin Nash, man. And like, yeah, you call me generic rock, whatever, buddy. You know, look what I'm doing. And he is doing it. And uh, I cannot wait to see what happens for him after this uh, this pay-per-view. Then we had Charlotte Flair and Bianca Belair face the new tag team champions, 
Chelsea Green, and Sonia Deville. Now, we just threw these two competitors together. Boom. We'll put them together. Charlotte and Bianca, because they're going to face each other in a triple threat match at SummerSlam against our new newly crowned, just the previous week, female tag team champions. And, yeah, we're going to make the mate chief, Charlotte Flair and Bianca Belair, the winners. And actually pin and beat, straight up, legit, the, fem- the women's tag team champions. What the heck was that? What was that? Now I'm going to talk about the last match, Jey Uso versus Grayson Waller. Of course, Jey Uso won. He's got the big match coming up at SummerSlam. He's not going to lose a match going into that. Uh, but your thoughts on the final uh, segments of uh, SmackDown, sir? Well, I will say with the Jey Uso, Gray, and Grayson Waller match, Waller looked pretty good in this match. And I'm hoping that in the near future, once they put him in a real feud, that he'll start picking up some wins. Because he definitely was a standout in NXT. You don't want to let this guy um, go to waste. Hey, real quick. Uh, I mean to interrupt you. Have you noticed him calling out The Rock? Like every every show now? <laughs> yeah, I have. I have. I don't know if that's going to go anywhere, but... Uh, because there have been some rumors, there have been some rumors that The Rock could potentially make an appearance at SummerSlam, but that hasn't been confirmed or anything. I I wouldn't necess- I would take it with a grain of salt, personally. I agree. I just uh, um, I thought it was weird. That he- yeah, I thought it was weird that they let him call him out by name. The only yeah. thing. Yeah. Um, as far as the women's match. This makes no sense to me, unless you consider the fact that WWE just doesn't care about their women's tag team division. So if you uh, look at it the same way I do, well, yeah, of course this makes sense that a makeshift tag team of two upcoming opponents would beat your current tag team or women's tag team champions. They, they need to just retire these belts because there's literally no hope at this point to add legitimacy to the women's tag team division. You want to comment on the LA Knight match? Let me tell it to you. <laughs> no, LA, LA Knight's the man. He's really, uh, the man's on fire. I hope that they continue pushing him. He's in this battle royal that's taking place at SummerSlam, and I am sure he is the favorite to win. So let's keep this momentum going. Yeah, now let's move on to, let's move on to, uh, before we get into, the SummerSlam predictions. Let's go over, and I think Collision may have been one of the best shows in all promotions this week. Yeah, Collision. Let's get to their results. All right, so. To start things off, we had a ladder match, and it was for Andrade's mask, which was hanging above the ring. So Andrade faced uh, Buddy Matthews, and I think this match showed the show. I thought this was a great match, and it really, uh, it really showed Andrade. He's getting the proper. You talk about a guy who needed a proper push. He's getting the proper push now. He won the match, got his mask back, and I look for his next opponent to be Malachi Black at their next big pay-per-view, 
And I think that's going. they're going to tear the house down. I think it's going to be awesome. But uh, your thoughts on that first match on Collision? This was, uh, this was great. This is what every ladder match should aspire to be. These two have great chemistry in the ring. The right guy won. And like you said, Kentucky guy, it's setting up what I think is going to be a showdown between Andrade and um, Malachi Black. Then we had Darby Allen, and he faced Suzuki. Now, I thought, I, I was surprised Darby Allen won this match because they'd been, they'd been pushed pushing this Suzuki for a while now, talking about how bad he was from uh, New Japan. But Darby Allen did win. And then we had kind of a squash match, and that Samoa Joe went up against Gravity and basically just destroyed this guy. This guy that they built all this hype around, and Samoa Joe just, I mean, literally just <laughs> literally destroyed him. Uh, your thoughts on those two matches? I mean, not a lot to say about the Samoa Joe Gravity match. It, it was a squash. Um, and, and I'm sorry, Kentucky. I was distracted for a split second. It reminded me of the other match you were you wanted my opinion on. Um, Darby Allen versus Suzuki. Darby Allen versus Suzuki. You know, it's always good to see Minoru Suzuki on TV. He's a big star in New Japan, obviously, and. Uh, but Darby Allen picking up the win, I mean, come on. I mean, you know, he's got to pick up the win here. What's, what's, what title is uh, Minoru Suzuki going to be challenging for in the near future at AEW? Right, 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 right. And then we had Tony Schiavone doing an interview with CM Punk. And the crowd is booing CM Punk like crazy. Uh, Tony Schiavone starts talking, but CM Punk actually stops him and lets the crowd boo him. And then Punk goes on and on about about people not wanting to talk about things. He says that he's the first <laughs> wrestler to speak about Wembley Stadium, which is a lie. He says maybe he might know if he has a match at AEW all-in by the end of the night. He says that Ricky Starks is the reason for what's in the bag. Finally, he lets people see what's in the bag. And it's, what is it? It's an AEW world title. He says he's the real champion. The crowd, of course, boos him. He says that nobody has pinned him for the title, and his blood is still on it. Well, hello, John Moxley pinned you for the title, sir. Uh, from where, when he beat John Moxley last September. Yeah, and then he beat you in the next match, dummy. Or no, he did win the last match with Moxley. But then he went and caused the fight and got, yeah, okay. Uh, he then pulls out a can of spray paint and puts an X symbol on the championship. Oh, I wonder if he stole that from, I don't know, Elon Musk in the new Twitter. <laughs> he says that he is straight edge, which means that he is better than everyone else. He says that that title belongs on collision and isn't stolen, unlike his catchphrase. Starks comes out and grabs a mic, telling Punk that he deserves the title that Punk has on his shoulder. He calls himself the face of Collision. They agree to face all each other next week. The special guest referee will be Ricky uh, the Dragon Steamboat. Here's my thing. What the heck is MJF going to say about this? He was there. Why didn't he speak up? He's the champ. 
He that that if I was him, if I was MJF, that would offended the crap out of me, man. And I'd be, I'd be in CM Punk's face, saying, "Look, I beat you once, boy. I'll do it again." Your thoughts on that segment? I mean, it was a great segment. I'm glad we're we finally know about the contents of the bag. Here's my question, Kentucky guy: When are we going to be building up? to the feud that we were supposed to get last year before the all-out media scrum, which was going to be a feud between MJF and CM Punk. Only now, when they face off each other, it's going to be to determine who's the real AEW world champion. So, well, I mean, that's where the money is. Not Go ahead. Just, just uh, we, we, we got that feud, CM Punk versus MJF. Into the dog collar match, remember? Well, well, I know, well, I know that, but I'm saying they were setting it up at all out that that feud was going to resume, that MJF was coming for that title. But then CM Punk got suspended from the company, title was vacated, and we never got the uh, we never got them to return to that feud. So it, it, it's time to put your money where your mouth is and give the AEW fans what they want, which ultimately is going to be an MJF uh, title win to be the undisputed AEW champion, but this is a feud that needs to happen, that needs to come to its proper conclusion. Yep, and I'm sorry I jumped the gun there, because I do see what you're saying now, and you are right, they were leading up to that, and they just kind of, well, they had to, because he blew it, he started that fight, and, you know, the rest is history. Uh, We had, Uh, oh yeah, it was his fault, he deprived the audience. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, we had Bullet Club Gold, which I guess the guns are are part of Bullet Club Gold now. Uh, some some announcers call them the guns, and but they're and some announcers call them Bullet Club Gold. I, I guess they're Bullet Club Gold. <laughs> Let's just do it that way. And they took on uh, El Hanjo, Darius Martin, and Action Andrade. And your winners, of course. Bullet Club Gold. Bullet Club Gold. And uh, what I loved about this match, my favorite part of this match, believe it or not, was the cutout of Jay White. I thought that was hilarious. Hilarious. And then we had Karen Hogan versus Mercedes Martinez. Could care less about this match. Your winner, Mercedes Martinez. And I'll let you give your opinion on those two matches before we get to the main event. Yeah, I mean, the, the, the ladies' match was more for the Ring of Honor audience because Mercedes Martinez is a former Ring of Honor women's champion. Um, I mean, I mean the six-man tag match was okay, but I'm, I'm just glad that Bull Club Gold won this match. I mean, Jay White and Juice Robinson are stars. Let's, let, let, let's give them the spotlight. The guns, are just, the guns are just there. They're supporting players. The real stars are Juice Robinson and Jay White. Our main event. FTR defended their title against MJF and Adam Cole. Still champions FTR. That's fine. MJF and Adam Cole, in my opinion, were the, was the better tag team in that match. They just were. That's my opinion. I know FTR ended up winning because uh, MJF made a mistake. What I liked after the match was, I thought MJF was going to hit Adam Cole with the belt, but he didn't. And they hugged again. Even Adam Cole said, 
turned his back to him and said, do whatever you got to do. And on Dynamite, MJF gave Adam Cole, told him that he would, he would have another opportunity at his world championship. What the heck is going on with these two? Don't get me wrong. Tony Khan's doing the right thing, keeping these two together, because this is what everybody, everybody loves this duo. I do, too. I think they're hilarious. It's just, it's a great combination. And it, it, ex, it way exceeded my expectations. And this is smart, keeping these two together. It wouldn't have hurt to put that title around them, though. I don't think it would have hurt. It wouldn't have made anybody upset. I promise you that much. Don't be afraid to pull that trigger. We see Tony Khan so many times when it comes to these stupid titles, like there's some kind of, you know, Mount Glory, uh, that he's afraid to pull, pull the trigger. Then he waits too late when the momentum's gone and pulls it. Don't do that. Your thoughts on the main event? Yeah, it was a good main event. Um, it, it wouldn't have, ups- have upset me at all, Kentucky guy, if Adam Cole and MJF won the belts here. Um, but they, they had the show of respect with FTR at the end of the match. And again, MJF didn't turn on Adam Cole, which a lot of us probably predicted he would. So kudos to AEW for going the, uh, the less predictable route. So I appreciated that. But this yeah. was a solid main event. Solid main event. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that is all, all of our results. Uh, we did have the Great American Bash. Um, we'll go over a couple things there real quick. Dominic Mysterio, he defended his North American title against Wesley, the former champion, and Mustafa Ali. And the winner, and still NXT North American champion, Dominic Mysterio. Thank you very much. Uh, Kamala Hayes actually kept his title. He defended his NXT world title against uh, Dragunov. I do not like the ending of this match whatsoever. I think Dragunov out-toughed him, out-wrestled him, should have got that title. We're talking about the guy who ended the ring general's undefeated streak and took the Europe... NXT world title from him that he held for like almost three years. And you're going to say Carmella Hayes defeated him straight up? Come on. Come on. Gable Stevenson finally made his in-ring debut. The gold medalist against Baron Corbin. Uh, yeah, there was a double count out. I wish they would have gave this guy somebody better than, uh, Baron Corbin for his first match. Somebody who could at least match him in athleticism. And then we had, and this was probably my favorite match the whole night. I thought it was hilarious. We had Tony D'Angelo and Stax against the NXT Tag Team Champions, the Gallus Boys. And we have new champions. (laughs) The Don of NXT and Stax are your new NXT Tag Team Champions. Uh, anyways, your thoughts on the Great American Bash? Yeah, some good stuff in there. I, I agree with you, Kentucky guy. It was a little it was a little disappointing to not see Ilya Dragunov win the NXT uh, Men's Championship, but a good match nonetheless. Um, good to see the crowning of new NXT Tag Team Champions. 
Um, one one thing I forgot to mention was the uh, the Tiffany Stratton um, retained her um, NXT Women's Championship. That was a pretty decent match between her and Thea Hale. Um, I wasn't overly impressed in Gable Stevenson's uh, debut, but it could have just been a clash of styles between him and Baron Corbin. I thought some of the suplexes he delivered looked pretty good, but everything else kind of looked awkward. It's like it's like his timing was off, which I get it. It's his first match, but yeah, his, his timing was definitely off here. So he needs a lot of he needs a lot of work. But did, did you notice that the crowd actually started to cheer for Baron Corbin during the match? I did, and I'll tell you, um, if you put him with a better competitor who knows how to put people over. He looks 100% different in that match, in my opinion. Is that all you had on the Great American Bash? Yeah, that's all, all I have to say about Great American Bash. <laughs> okay, I don't know. <coughs> oh, shoot. Uh, yeah, you're right about Tiffany uh, Stratton. I think that there's going to... I don't know, that guy threw that towel in. I, I don't know if... Uh, I, I don't know what's going to happen there. It's going to be interesting. Also, there was another match on there. Uh, Roxanne Perez, and she defeated uh, Blair Davenport. Weapons Wild match. I mean, I don't even know why that match took place, but okay. Let's get into our SummerSlam prediction part of the show as we're running out of time. SummerSlam prediction show. Let's do it. First match on the line. <laughs> By the way, these are not no particular order. This is just how the card came up. Cody Rhodes versus Brock Lesnar. I got to go Brock Lesnar. I just, he looks too dominant, and I don't know. I mean, probably I'm probably dead wrong. Probably probably Cody, he's due to win one at a, at a pay-per-view, but I, I just, I got to go with Brock Lesnar. Your thoughts? My, uh... My thoughts are that Cody Rhodes is going to win this match, and uh, I don't think uh, Lesnar's going to destroy him this time. I think they're going to be more evenly matched this time around. Just my opinion. Seth Rollins versus Finn Balor for the World Heavyweight Championship. I'm getting ready to shock the world. I'm going to shock the world because everybody knows Seth Rollins is my guy, but I believe Finn Balor is going to win this match. Your choice. I'll tell you what, Kentucky guy. Um, I'm actually going to agree with you on this one. Because not that I want to see Seth lose the title this quickly. He's only held it a couple of months. But Finn has the most momentum that he's had in a very long time. And uh, having him as champion could make for some interesting storytelling. Especially with Damian Priest being the Money in the Bank title holder. Briefcase holder, sorry. So, yeah, I'm going to agree with you on that prediction. Finn Bauer. Mmm, that's shocking. <laughs> okay. Uh, then we have Asuka defending her women's title against Bianca Belair and Charlotte Flair. Uh, I'm picking the queen, man. I, I can't, I can't, you can't go against the queen. Who's your choice? I'm going to predict uh, what a lot of people would probably not expect me to predict, which is that 
I'm going to go with Asuka to retain here because I feel like she put Bianca Belair over a couple of times before she finally beat her for the title. She's put Charlotte Flair over many times. I think it's time for Asuka to keep the title because I think the feud that the fans really want to see is her against Io Sky, who is the women's Money in the Bank briefcase holder. Interesting. Now, the only reason why I didn't pick Asuka is because I don't think that she's done a whole lot since she won the title. They haven't seemed to do a whole lot with her, and we know that they like to do a lot with their champions while the fire's hot, so I don't know. We'll see. Speaking of champions, Roman Reigns versus Jey Uso. Tribal combat. This is not only for the undisputed Universal Championship, but it is also to become or to stay the Tribal Chief. I am picking the current and only one that matters, Tribal Chief, Roman Reigns. Your choice, sir. This is such a tough one to call. Probably the toughest match on the card to call because there's so many layers. There's so many ways they could go. This is going to be a great match. There's going to be a lot of false finishes. But I do have to say that I do not think that this is the night when, when we're going to see the Tribal Chief unseated. So I am also going to agree that Roman Reigns is going to retain. Ronda Rousley versus Shayna Baszler. This is now an MMA rules match. I am actually going to pick Shayna Baszler to win this match because I think that she has she has the most heat with her right now with her turning turning heel and turning on Ronda. And I don't know. I just I, I see her winning this match. What say you? I would agree with that. I definitely don't think there's anything else for Ronda Rousey to accomplish in WWE, and her contract's coming up soon. Shayna Baszler still has things that she can accomplish, so she would benefit much more from a win here than Ronda Rousey would. I'd love to see a feud Shayna Baszler versus Rhea Ripley. I'd love to see that for the title. Then we have Ricochet versus Logan Paul. I'm picking Ricochet. I'm telling you, I'm going to be calling. I'm going to call Triple H if it's not Ricochet. Uh, who are you picking, Kentucky guy? I hope I, I hope uh, I hope you've got that number on speed dial. Um, I, I hope Ricochet wins. I really do, but I don't see it happening. I see them giving it to Logan Paul because he's this big celebrity and internet sensation. And he's, and he's put people over a couple of times recently, so didn't win at Money in the Bank, didn't win at WrestleMania. So they're probably going to give it to Logan Paul. Jeez almighty. Uh, the ring general defending his Intercontinental Championship against Drew McIntyre. I will die and burn <laughs> before I ever choose Drew McIntyre to win any match. I'm going with the ring general. What say you? Again, I've always been, in contrast to you, a supporter of Drew McIntyre, but I, I don't see him beating the ring general on this particular night. So I am going with Gunther to retain the Intercontinental Championship. And then we have a SummerSlam Battle Royal. Now, I don't know what you get when you win this Battle Royal. I don't know. <laughs> so, you, I, get, you I, get a trip to Disney World. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I, they didn't mention any type of title shot or anything like that, but they're having it, and you have your participants. Not very many participants either. L.A. Knight, 
Seamus, uh, Tommaso Ciampa, Shinsei Nakamura, Chad Gable, and Otis. Uh, I'm going to pick L.A. Knight to win. What say you? Yeah, I mean, I'm just going to go out on a limb and pick L.A. Knight because the guy's got so much momentum going his way. The crowd loves him. Give, give him the win here and give him some sort of title shot. Uh, seriously, just make him beat Austin Theory and be the next United States champion. Why not? Now, 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 I want to, so that's all, uh, that's all of uh, SummerSlam. <clears throat> I got one, one thing that I want to, to go, uh, to read here. It's a, uh, it's a headline, but the reason why I want to go over it, I know we're out of time, is because it kind of shows that yourself, Mr. Cage, and I were on the right the very right page and kind of like we had it right, but then things changed, but we were right. And once you hear this, you'll know what I'm talking about. So here we go. WWE had plans, had ideas, pitched for a Bray Wyatt stable with Mike Bennett as Sister Abigail. Bray Wyatt was sidelined with an illness shortly before WWE WrestleMania 39 in April has yet to be medically cleared to make an in-ring return. He had been paired with Bo Dallas as Uncle Howdy and Alexa Bliss before he disappeared from TV. When Wyatt first returned to the WWE last year, he had puppets in the crowd as a callback to the Firefly Funhouse segment. There were speculations about a new group being created at that time. Sean Ross of Fightful reported that before WWE released then in 2020, Paul Heyman pitched to have Mike Bennett and Eric Young involved with Wyatt. The pitch was made to Bennett, but not Young. This was pitched more than once, including the idea for Bennett to perform as Sister Abigail. Wyatt was released later that year. A recent report about this claim, the plans got canceled, but that the pitches didn't get, uh, didn't get far. They reported more recent pitches for a new faction with Wyatt were made. As previously reported, Young requested and was granted his release this spring, leading to his return to Impact Wrestling. Reports Young was to be involved in the new style version of the Wyatt family with both Bray Wyatt and Dallas. Creative plans were set in January and would have started after WrestleMania 39. Once Wyatt was sidelined, things were put on hold with Dallas disappearing from TV. Uh, and before she came back pregnant, there were also pitches for Bliss to join the faction. So we called it, man. We had it right about the Wyatt Six thing. We even had to, we mentioned Eric Young, Bo Dallas, and Alexa Bliss. I mean, we had it pretty much figured out. And then the sickness kind of derailed it. So I figured you'd appreciate hearing that. Uh, before we close out this episode. Your thoughts on that headline? Yeah, I also read that uh, same headline, and I'm still frustrated because the latest um, the latest updates to go along with that once again say that Wyatt's not factored in any of the plans. They still don't know when he's coming back. And again, week after week, you'll hear a different story. One week it'll be, oh, we've been hearing rumblings that he uh, he might be back on television soon, possibly at SummerSlam. Then the next week, no, 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 that, that was just a rumor. There's no truth to it at all. Um, you know, 
I mean, this is definitely from a credible source, so I'm sure that there were plans, but obviously those all, those all got derailed. Um, I hate when WWE teases things and never follows up on them. I'm willing to bet that if and when Bray Wyatt does come back to television, it's probably going to be a brand new storyline with no references to Uncle Howdy or Alexa Bliss. It's just going to be a fresh new start. Maybe that's the best way to go. Maybe it's not, but uh, would, you have to give would, us a reason to care about him when he does come back to TV. That would be hard to do, like, just completely go away from that, though, right? <laughs> That'd be tough. Uh, okay, so that's all I have for this. Uh, uh, I, I go mean, ahead. Think, go ahead, sorry. No, I was just going to say, I mean, think about this. Uh, when The Undertaker disappeared from television from 99 to 2000, you know, when he disappeared, he was ministry taker. And then when he came back to television, he was biker taker, just inexplicably. <laughs> that is true. That is true. So it will be interesting. But that is all I have for this episode, sir. What about you? Yep, that is it for me. Hey, folks, by the way, we will be doing our next episode on Sunday so you all can enjoy SummerSlam. And we won't have ours interrupted either. And we'll come with the uh, SummerSlam results. But you've been listening to Against the Match Wrestling Podcast. With your co-hostess, Donnie Cage and the Kentucky Guy. Thank you all so much for listening. Continue to hit those uploads. We definitely appreciate it. And as always, God bless and God bless America. Thank you all very much. Thank <laughs> you.